Welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, the Disney Minus Companion podcast where I am taking Cat through the Kingdom Hearts series. I'm Steven, the dealer in this poker game of madness. I'm Cat, and I'm looking forward to building a chain of good memories with this game. <laughs> <laughs> Puns! We've got them. So yes, um, li- uh, listeners who are caught up, uh, I am behind on my own podcast, which is Simple Fit. <laughs> Uh, but y'all will remember that we finished up um, Kingdom Hearts 1 two episodes ago and then did sort of our bonus wrap-up the previous Yay. episode. Yay, indeed. So we are now starting the second game of the series, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, uh, the one that was originally released on the Game Boy Advance. And I am very sad to see I don't know what happened to my Game Boy copy. I did not know it was originally a Game Boy Advance. I thought all of them were like PlayStation games. Yeah, no, um, a lot of the side games are handheld. Um, we have one on DS, one on PSP, one on the 3DS. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, one that, let me see if I remember this right, started off as a mobile game in Japan, split up into six segments that was then ported to the PlayStation, or PlayStation 2, rather, so that it could be sold, like, everywhere. Huh. Yeah, no, no, I take it back. It was ported onto the DS, and then now there's a PlayStation version that is just a movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, ow. The series goes some places. Um. So yeah, I don't know what happened to my my Game Boy copy, which makes me very sad. Um. But so it started off on the Game Boy. Uh. Was then later on ported over to um the PlayStation Two as re colon chain of memories kind of like in an email chain if you were to see like responding to blank out you just re whatever yeah uh it's like that um uh so since in terms of visuals um because it's a lot of revisiting worlds from kingdom hearts one so since we've already seen all of those i'm gonna try as much as i can to make the pictures that i post in uh in the answer report channel and of course on the twitter thread for each episode uh, to be pictures from the Game Boy game. So, fingers crossed, we'll, you know, just do that as much as I can, however however it works out. <laughs> um, but that said, before we start my time and get into the episode, I did send Kat the opening uh, video song, whatever, for this one, which was not on the Game Boy. The Game Boy just jumped straight into it. That was added for the PlayStation version. Yeah, those were not Game Boy graphics. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so yeah, just like last time, we'll go ahead and start off with your initial thoughts from that. Uh, Again, first initial thoughts were, especially with the last game's intro and out this one, these would make, like, really, really good, like, DDR expert-level songs. Ah. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, because the newest installment, console-wise, in the series is a rhythm game for the Switch. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, either do, like, the little Wii movements, or I'm just thinking, DDR, hook it up, and you could totally, like, do an expert level on these things. That would be awesome. Right, there you go. Um, But no, I liked it. I like how it had, you know, basically recapped the entire last game. Although, I will say, though, and I don't know if this is, like, intentional or not, but at the beginning, like, when it first shows Sora plunging into the ocean, to me, at least, it looked like he had a split-second face of, oh, shit, here we go again on his face. <laughs> and then all the flashbacks started. You might have. I don't know. But that will basically... To me, that's what it looks the... like. It was, like, a brief second of, seriously, this again? 
<laughs> uh, that will basically become the theme for the openings from now on, as they usually kind of serve to like recap what's happened so far and then set up what's happening now. So, which for this kind of series sounds like it's a good thing because a yeah, lot a happens in the series. A little, little bit, at least to me. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, um, you can go ahead and start my time. Oh, actually, no, don't do that just yet. Um, the let's plays that I'm watching that I will send you. Um, once we're done recording so that you can watch the episodes that we cover is by, there we go. Uh, Her name is Sarah Lou who I will be honest. I started watching it just because that name is delightful. Uh, She's doing (laughs) re chain of memories, the PlayStation two version for obvious reasons. Uh, Plotwise friend of the show is doing a let's play on the game boy one, but one it's not spoiler safe because he's already played the whole series. So you can't watch it anyway. And two, he's not far enough ahead of us. To really to use his for this because we would probably catch up pretty quick with how we're doing and his rate of uploads. But I can still include links to that later on for anyone else who wants to check him out if you want to see the Game Boy version. Uh, but, I think for now, just like for ga- just for the podcast purposes, I think I'll stick with the PlayStation version. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> what's what's fun that um I found out obviously as soon as I started watching Sarah Lou who at least this this. Let's Play is a couple years old, of course, but it seems I think this is her playing through the series the first time for the first time because she seemed genuinely uncertain as far as what's happening. Not how like when a mysterious person shows up, I'm gonna be like, oh, it's mysterious. I wonder who it could be because I've played the series and I know. So that was kind of neat. Hmm. Which does okay. mean that this this Let's Play will be spoiler safe because she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so that out of the way, we can go ahead and uh, start my time, because we are going to pick pick up on the actual first cutscene. Alright, and are we doing the usual hour and 30 minutes? Yes, uh, yeah, still going to be hour and a half. Alright, starting in 3, 2, 1, and started. Um, okay, so yeah, so it picks up like right after the opening musical. Um, the, the first actual scene is, if you remember that one that I that you saw in the previous Let's Play and that I told you about uh, at the very end of Kingdom Hearts 1 where it was Sora, Donald, and Goofy, like, chasing after Pluto in just a field right. somewhere. It picks up there, basically just kind of, like, starts off with that scene again. Uh, then it switches to nighttime. Pluto seems to be gone. Or he might have been there and I just didn't notice because they're all laying down sleeping and, like, Sora just wakes up in the middle of the night and wanders off. Um... Which, did I already have any pictures yet? Hang on. I'm already waiting in the Ansem reports. Yes. I forgot about the at-home henna kit for the little chameleon dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sora wanders off, as I said, and he meets a stranger who I... But Sora like I said, apparently not learned that that never ends well. Well, yeah, remember, keep that in mind for the rest of this game. Um... I know who this person is, but until they take their hood off and that we actually officially get their name, I'm just going to be calling them Stranger. Uh, the picture is in the Discord. Is that motherfucking Ed Hardy yacht boat dude again? <laughs> no, Fucking but I like handsome. that you picked up on it because that is the same like cloak as the unknown secret boss from the first game. Fucker. <laughs> but, um, but no, so this person, Sora basically stops and is like... Strange person in the road ahead of me. Not that he says that, of course, but that's like the look on his face, just like, huh? Um, and the guy tells him, 
Along the road ahead lies something you need. However, in order to claim it, you must lose something that is dear to you. Wait, to which sorry. Sort of... You said you must do something that scares you? Lose something that is dear to you. Oh, So you okay. gotta... Yeah, there's something important up ahead, but you gotta lose something important in order to gain it. I mean, he's already lost Kyrie again. Right? Oh, before we get into any of anything further, um, since the PlayStation version didn't come out until, like, a good couple years later... Mm-hmm. Um, the voice acting for this one, I mean, it's not that it's, it's not that the voice acting is bad or anything, uh, but Haley Joel Osment's voice has already changed because... He's growing up, because he's a baby. Yeah, exactly. It, it had, by the time Kingdom Hearts 2 happened. So you have Sora still looking like Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora, because this takes place like five minutes later, but his voice <laughs> is from, has aged a couple years overnight, and it's hilarious. No, no, I'm sorry, the most hilarious Kingdom Hearts thing to me, still, is that fucking Lance Bass is Sephiroth. Oh, right. Um, That's still my favorite Kingdom Hearts bit of trip. I told my sister that, and she lost her shit. I know. It was fun. I got to be there real time for it. Um, But, we go from that cutscene of the mysterious dude being mysterious, to a mysterious blonde, a mysterious I'm gonna call him the Dementor. That works, too. Um, We, we, we cut to um, a mysterious person in a white room. We don't see anything of this person except their hands, and they are drawing something. That looks like a suspiciously familiar-looking castle. Well, it transitions from that drawing into the actual castle with Sora standing oh, up front going, never mind. Hmm, I have found a place. I was thinking more the Disney castle, but okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, this is... <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Okay, I'm good. Um, So, Sora, Donald, and Goofy waste no time in snooping around this place because, well, in fairness, what else are they going to do? Right. (laughs) I mean, technically you could throw yourself off the side, but then the game would be over. Well, it's, I guess, a good thing that they do because as soon as they go inside, Donald mentions that he just has a feeling, you know, that Mickey might be here. To which everyone else is like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just this feeling I got. And then Goofy's like, you know, I kind of feel it too. And Sora's like, yeah, I know what you mean. As soon as we walked in, I just knew. Riku is here. <laughs> and Jiminy, noticing a pattern, says, okay, guys, this is weird because I have the exact same feeling. And that ain't right. <laughs> You're cutting out, like, really bad right there. That's fair. Basically, for no, for seemingly no reason, they all have just have a feeling that Riku and and Mickey might be here. But they don't know why they have that feeling. Um, Because plot hooks, that's why. I mean, basically. um, Donald and Sora decide they're going to go ahead and walk in. Because what else? Goofy, the polite one, points or stops and points out, Hey guys, shouldn't we close the door behind us since we just came into a place that we don't know what it is? And no sooner does he do or does he say that, but he turns around and the stranger is right there at the door, already closing it for us. So that's convenient. But they have the same thought that you did. Uh, stranger is probably bad news. So Donald, them being a bit of distance away, it's not like Sora can just whack him with his keyblade. So Donald decides he's going to use some magic, and he shouts out. I forgot which spell he tries first. I want to say Blizzard. Doesn't matter. Uh, the point is his spells don't work. He tries blizzard, fire, and thunder. Nothing happens. The strange, the strange dude in the cloak explains that as soon as they walked into the castle, they lot or they forgot every spell and ability that they uh, that they already had. And he says, he says further, rather, 
In this place, to find is to lose, and to lose is to find. That is the way in Castle Oblivion. Castle Oblivion? Yeah, that's not emo sounding at all. <laughs> I mean, fair. So, yeah, we, we at least know where we are now. This place is called Castle Oblivion, and I'm sure that means nothing. Uh, he tells Sora that um, as he ventures through this castle, he will meet people that he's known in the past and see people that he misses, to which he said... To which they again guess, oh, does that mean Riku and King Mickey? And he's like, well, if that's who you want to find, sure. And then this dude fucking lunges forward and, like, phases through Sora. Like, goes all Danny Phantom intangible and is just on the other side of the room. Um, Ooh. Let me see one second. There we go. Because he gives them a card. A card that has Traverse Town on it. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I mean, a little bit. It's totally a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> um, no. It's a blue-eyed white it... dragon. But yeah, uh, so it's it's got Traverse Town, and Sora's like, dude, what the hell did you just do? And he's like, I just sampled your memories so that I could make this. You he just did what to their memories? Mm -hmm. Sampled, whatever that means. All right, Skrillex. <laughs> um, but he gives them the card and says that they'll need it to progress any further basically the door that is in front of them they'll need to use that card in, or, in order to open it and he disappears again telling them to go forth he says to lose and claim a new or to claim a new only to lose and they're like uh sure and then they go in the door and it makes traverse town and here's our title card for it oh wow game boy sprites yeah dad i told you um it's like, oh god, it's giving me such flashbacks. Nostalgia. <laughs> uh, Sora, so Sora walks in and he notices that Donald and Goofy are just gone. They are, they're not there at all. Um, oh no! Oh darn! <laughs> so sad. I can tell you really care. What's weird really, is that, like, I feel it. I really do. Well, what's weird is that, like, Jiminy Cricket is still here. I guess because he just lives in Sora's hoodie, so. He gets to count as a carry-on, I guess. But um, the stranger shows back up and says that the laws of this castle dictate that his friends must be turned into cards. We're starting to get um, tutorial stuff here. Um, and basically, the first part of it is going to be a tutorial on what's called friend cards. But first, he explains this whole town is an illusion created by the memories that were stored in that card. So that's why it looks like Traverse Town, but it's still inside a castle. So basically, like, uh, they are walking around rooms of the castle, but it's, like, scanning Sora's memories to make the area look like Traverse Town instead. You so it's you like, are. um, I'm trying to think, remember, did you ever play, you've never play, played or seen cutscenes from Final Fantasy X2? I have not. Oh, okay. Um, one of the scenes towards the end, and this is kind of spoilerish for anybody who's listening that likes the series, but like at one point it like some an event happens where like it starts playing almost like a hologram of the city as it used to be, where like people could still like walk around and like see it, except they couldn't really interact with it. Is okay. that like kind of like what this is? Like you're kind of walking around in a memory or a hologram? More or less. I was gonna say more like the holodeck from Star Trek, but it sounds like it's okay. basically the same concept. So yeah, so that's why like we'll be able to see Leon and the others, even though they're not actually in the castle, stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But, so he takes us into the tutorial, um, has a card of 
Donald. Actually, hang on. Let me, because I, I got pictures of the friend cards. Boop, boop, boop. There we go. Oh That's what their God. cards look like. <laughs> um, Donald, whenever you pick his card up and use it, um, he'll use a random spell between Cure, Fire, Thunder, and Blizzard. He'll use two. He'll use two spells, and then he's gone. Or you can use up to three cards at a time to make it instead of Fire, it'll be Fyra if you do two cards, and then Fyraga if you do three. So you can get stronger spells if you use more than one. Uh, Goofy. <laughs> Goofy will hold his shield out and like spin in a or start just spinning around and then like orbit around Sora. So he's actually like the enemy. Basically, a little bit. Their eyes are so soulless. I mean, they're just sprites, yo. <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, so basically, he sa he says the laws of this castle dictate that while you're going through the areas, your friends must be turned into cards. So if you value them, you'll pick them up without fail, basically just telling you when you're in a fight, grab the cards, and you'll be able to use them. And this actually brings me to a glitch I wanted to talk about, because... To a what now? A glitch from the uh, the PS2 version. Um, okay. If you, if you played it on a PS3, you would actually get stuck at this part of the game. Like if you were just playing normally on a PS3? Yeah, if you play the game on a PS3, what would happen is during the during the cutscene while where he's telling you to go pick up the Donald card, it would automatically fly over to Sora and basically vanish like he had, he had collected it. So once the guy was done talking and it let you walk around, the card was already gone, so you couldn't pick it up to trigger that section or that little bit to end. So you were just stuck there forever. Well, that's what you had it. Yeah. Well, you had, that's the only thing, that's the only glitch that there, well, I mean, there are other glitches, but that was like, the was only Was there any one. way to get around it, or was it you just never played this game on a PS3? What you had to do, and I know because I had to do this, um, we weren't using our PS2 anymore, so my mom had sold it to my uncle, who lives in, well, actually, I think she just gave it to him, I don't remember. My mom gave it to my uncle, who lives in Mississippi, and conveniently, he was up visiting at the time and had brought it with him. So I took it over there, got past this point on the PS2, got to a save point, saved my game, and then was able to play the game fine from that point forward. It's only right there. So, so if you wanted to play it on the PS3, you had to go find a PS2, get past this spot, and then you're fine. That is way too much work for one glitch. I really wanted to be able to play the game. But yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, there's another glitch that um, that'll that we'll get to in a while because the only place I ever noticed it happening or that I remember it happening is Atlantica. So whenever we get there, we'll talk about it. Also, can I just point out one thing that's really bugging me about these two pictures? Go for it. And I'm sure it's just the shading, but to me, like Donald's looks fine, but to me on Goofy, the little points at the top look off center, like they look uneven, and I'm sure it's just the shading. Might be, or it could also just be how I crop, how I, how I crop. No, 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 it's not even that. No, it's not even the cropping. It's like literally the three green points on the top. They look uneven and awesome. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it. Let's see what you're saying now. It does kind of. That's weird. Yeah, like the Donald one looks fine, but like for me, for some reason, the goofy one looks like it's, yeah, it, it looks uneven. And I know it's not, but it's bugging me. I don't know. I don't know if it really is or if it's not an optical illusion. But, but do you but see what I'm talking it, about, though? Yeah, looking at it and Donald at the same time, 
Like, yeah. if you go up from it, it looks like it might be a little bit off from how Donald's is lined up. That's so right, weird. It, I hate it. It looks like it's slanted, or not slanted, but you know what I mean? It looks like it's more towards the left than Donald's is. Centered more towards the left. That's what I'm looking for. Where's my tape measure? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that so much. I had never noticed it. If I have to see it now, you do too. I know, right? Because <laughs> that's our friendship. You would do this. Point. Let's be honest. You would do the same to me. You have done the same to me. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, that's exactly what this whole series is. <laughs> anyway, carrying on. Uh, mm, okay. Anyway, so the guy gives you that tutorial about uh, picking friend, uh, about your friend cards. Uh, then he gives you a tutorial on attacking. And basically what it is, is all of your attack cards will be like the one that I just posted. They'll be just cards with pictures of one of the Keyblades on them. Um, all of the same Keyblades from the last game will end up being available, so I'm not actually going to do anything special for each one. So we get the cool ones that I like? The one really cool, like, demon-looking one and the Halloween Town one? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yay, I'm happy. They, it doesn't change, like, the... Sora himself is still just holding the regular kingdom key. Each card has, like, different stats. So, like, I think if you if you use one of the other keyblades, it'll do a little more damage than playing a kingdom key card. But in terms of the animation, it doesn't change how your keyblade looks for this one. So, eh. So, I, I say all that to say... Do what? The, the little, yes. like, the actual, like, little key chains that we found during the first game. I need to go back and found, find where I bookmarked those, because I want those, like, bad. <laughs> so, but yeah, I say all that to say, like, I'm not going to specifically post each one, but whenever you're watching the uh, the Let's Play, you'll, I mean, you'll be able to see them there. Right. Uh, like, likewise, there are also enemy cards. Actually, there are also uh, cards for all the different spells, which, again, I'm not yep. going to post. You glitched out again. I heard map, and what was before that? There's also what cards? Uh, there are map cards to like make decide decide how each room is like set up and what kind of heartless are in there and so on. So and wait, so if forth. you play a different map card, it changes how the room is set up. Basically, um, like there's there's one called like tranquil darkness that will make like a medium sized room where the heartless aren't very aggressive. Um, yeah, so stuff like that. Um, you'll, I'm not going to post each one because there are a lot of them and the rooms can be laid out slightly differently too, so that it's not just exactly the same each time, but you'll see how, how they end up on, uh, on the Let's Play whenever you watch the videos. Um, I did just remember that I forgot to get a picture of one of the new Heartless that we're going to see, because this game weirdly introduces, like, three new Heartless, and I don't know why, but it bothers me. Was that a question, or are you looking for something? You faded out again. Oh, no, um, I was saying this... This game, like, introduces three new Heartless, and I don't know why it does. Ooh. It bothers me so much. So whenever we get to those, um, I will post them. But Aww. otherwise, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, the guy runs through basic tutorial of, like, you know, use your cards in order to attack. When you run out of cards, you can't attack anymore. So what you, what you do is if you just hold down the attack button, it'll, like, fill up a little meter that you have, and once it fills up, Basically, it'll reload all of your cards. This is literally but a Pokemon battle in Kingdom Hearts. It's not turn-based, so there's that. You, but you gotta have enough energy cards before you can attack. I mean, kind of. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, there are also, like, cards for the items. So, like, if you use a potion, it will automatically bring back all of your attack cards. Um, if, you oh. do e if you use an ether, it'll automatically bring back 
all of your magic cards so that way you don't have to sit there and like recharge. You can just go. But they're also single use. So like until the next battle, that potion card is gone now. But Right. Yeah. Um But so yeah, so that part of the tutorial over, the guy pretty much just leaves us to defeat your stuff out on our own and he tells Soro to quote Walk the avenues of latent memory, and you shall meet someone dear to you. So, hooray for that, I guess? At this point, we're still thinking it's Riku. And Mickey. But but mostly Riku. (laughs) Um, You do get a a small tutorial, because the the Heartless will still show up in the field the same way that they used to. So what it'll be is whenever you come into contact with one, that's what'll trigger a fight. And so if you... If you're able to, you can also hit them to, like, stun them at the beginning of the fight and start them off with a little bit of damage, but eh. it, it never does a whole... I to beat up Heartless with a sword. I mean, you still basically can. <laughs> I'm gonna smack small, tiny, insignificant things with a large, blunt object. Is that so wrong? No. So, yeah, so you can probably... You, you might be seeing why a lot of people aren't super big... Of fans for like the fighting or the battle system and uh, chain of memories. Um, the only part that I really dislike, and even then, it's not a huge gripe. Um, in the first game, you probably noticed like kill a heartless, it gives you X experience or whatever. In this one, sort of. Oh, um, in the first game, if you you probably I'm sure noticed in Let's Play, you know, whenever you kill a heartless, it will just automatically give you however much experience that heartless is worth. Right. A similar thing here, but instead of you just automatically getting that much experience, it will, like, explode into... Honestly, they kind of look like the rupees from Legend of Zelda. And you have to <laughs> but, run around and grab them? Yeah, so you gotta pick those up to get experience, and so if you if you miss, if you miss and let them end up fading out, then you miss out on that much experience, so that's really the only part that I'm not a huge fan of, but even then, like, it's not that big of a deal. The golden lucky cat, like from Okami. <laughs> no, seriously, okay, like actually, you, if you equip that from Okami, like anytime you beat an enemy or anytime you cut down anything, it draws whatever items are in your area straight to you. There you go. And whenever you, whenever you beat the last enemy in a fight, it'll basically do that same thing. Whatever experience jewels are bouncing around will automatically get pulled to you. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, um, but still. Uh, pause my time. I gotta go get the dog. You gotta go what now? Oh, I gotta go get the dog. Pause my time okay. real quick. Okay, I'm pausing right now. I paused. Okay, I'm back. The dogs are in here with me, so now they won't be running around making noise. But oh, baby. <laughs> well, we're we're dog sitting for my mom, and like she barks a lot. Gotcha. Right. Um, are you ready for me to start the time again? Yeah. Right. And starting now. Okay. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> well, so Steven gets his train of thought back. Yeah, right. That's right. We were finishing up the tutorial. Yes. Uh, the the other thing that I'm not really going to like post in here because it would be a lot is each and every single Heartless also has its own card called Enemy Cards. They, they'll all have different effects. Um, the, shadow, the Shadow Heartless, those little basic ones that Sora turned into that look like bugs. Um, like, is there like an accompanying of... like, physical card game that goes along with this? Because that would be awesome. No, but it, no, but I kind of wish there was. Um, now, granted, you could there totally is... play if there was. I know, right? There is a Kingdom Hearts board game, but it's separate. 
Um, like yeah. the Shadow Heartless, if you use its enemy card, basically it will add like plus one to the values of all your cards because that's the thing is each card has a value from one to nine or zero. Higher number cards don't necessarily do more damage. That, like I said, depends on the keyblade type. But a higher number card will basically take priority over a lower number card. So, like if a Heartless uses plays a plays a card that's yeah. a three and your and the card you do is a four. It stops the Heartless's attack, and you get to attack instead, basically. Um, so, yeah, so enemy cards will have all different kinds of effects. Um, the only ones I'll point out specifically are going to be for the bosses, because those you're guaranteed to get, and there aren't nearly as many. Um, but otherwise, uh, where were we? Okay, yeah, now we actually start to like meet the Traverse Town gang. First off being Leon, who gives you another fucking tutorial this time about um card values and how that works so hey i already covered it you're you're welcome uh, <laughs> uh basically he doesn't know who sora is sora knows who he is obviously but he has no idea who sora is he's like i'm sorry guys i've never met you before um somehow he does know sora's name which is weird but whatever <laughs> he has no idea what castle oblivion is either which obviously <laughs> Um, Yuffie shows up and is basically like, hey, I think maybe Aerith was right. Something weird does seem to be going on. And then Sora's like, hey, Yuffie. And she's like, oh, hey, Sora. And <laughs> and Leon's like, oh, so you know who these guys are? And she's like, I have no idea. But I know their names, which is convenient. So I'm not going to question it. And you know what? I mean, if Same. it works, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking basically. Um, do, 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 do. Uh... Okay, yeah, Leon gives us the card for Simba, which is actually one that I used a lot, especially on the Game Boy version, because basically Simba will just come out and roar, and, like, anything close enough, it'll basically be, like, a shockwave. And the, like, battle areas were a lot smaller on the Game Boy version, so you could just back up to one of the walls, play Simba, and then, like, his roar would be big enough that it would get everything that was in the battlefield, <laughs> because it was so small. Uh, the 3D, the... The, the arenas are a lot bigger on the PlayStation version, obviously, so they give Simba a little bit of a nerf, but otherwise still neat. Um, and, okay, so that's that's actually the other thing before we go too far. Um, I told you about map cards that, like, decide what each room looks like, mm -hmm. uh, but there are also three special uh, key cards that basically these are the rooms where story stuff happens. So All that's right. the other thing is, yeah. Give me... No, give me just a second. They're still loading on my end. No, yeah, you're fine. Uh, so that's the um, other thing is each world is only like three cutscenes, and you can clear out all of the rooms and fight all the heartless before doing the cutscenes. You can do the cutscene stuff along the way, however you decide you want to spread stuff out. Basically, I would always do all of the fighting and then just go do the cutscenes back to back instead of like getting them as they showed up. But, so, it'll, it'll always be in this order, the the little key one for, I forgot all their names. <laughs> okay, so now now I see the cards. Okay, so it's a key, or I guess keyblade, a heart, and the heartless symbol. Yeah, and it goes in that order. So, you always start off each world. Now, is that like how the, the rooms are shaped, or? No, it's just a symbol to put on each of them. Oh, you, okay. you always start off with the keyblade one. Uh, that'll be the, so that'll be the first story room. Uh, once you finish that room and the cutscene, the cutscenes in it, it'll you'll automatically get the heart one, and then same thing. Go do the second room, the second story room, 
you'll automatically get the third one. That one I do remember the name of. That one's the key to truth. Actually, the Keyblade one is called the key to beginnings because it's the first part of that world. It's the middle one. I don't remember what the middle one is called. I should have looked it up, but I didn't really care enough. I'll probably look it up later. It's whatever. <laughs> We're just going to call it Cupid for now. Eh, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you continue on. Um, you go meet Aerith. Uh, she basically figures, okay, it's like she rolls with stuff a little bit more than Leon and the others. So when Sora like half explains that like they're in a castle and the guy said that everything is based on his memories, she basically figures, okay, Sora's heart is doing the remembering for them. So because he knows who they are, his heart is like resonating with their, I don't know, fake hearts and making them remember him. So this is the only time it ever comes up. So it doesn't matter. Um, well, sorry, like, you're breaking up again. <laughs> no, it's fine. In the Disney worlds, it's not like we repeat this with each person that we meet. They basically just decide to roll with it and act like they're meeting Aladdin for the first time, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so Aerith figures, okay, it's it must be Sora's heart. His heart is doing the remembering for us. Uh, the next little bit is, I don't even remember, I need to go, I should have rewatched and made my notes more detailed, because I don't remember exactly what leads them to talking to Sid, he just shows up, and, and he he calls Sora by name, and Sora's like, oh hey, so you do know who I am, he's like, I have no idea, but you do look like a Sora, but with the spiky hair and baggy pants, and it's like, I mean, you're not wrong, um, Sid, like, just straight up tells us, in this version of uh, Traverse Town, that something is supposed to happen when the bell rings. And so guess what immediately happens? Uh, the bell rings, and we fight guard armor. One sec, let me find the picture I had of him. There it is. Okay. Craig's back in. Hopefully he's going to stay this time. Holy Are shit. Are we good to start the timer? Yeah, go ahead and start the timer. Okay. Y'all better appreciate this episode for the bullshit we had to go through filming it. Like a solid, I don't know, five minutes of Craig in and out. I hate it. Fighting okay. both of us. Anyway, we're back now. Um, we're, well, we're, back to it. Okay, yeah, we were fighting guard armor. Um, so yeah, uh, this is not exactly a friend card. It's labeled as a gimmick card uh, um, that will show up only in boss fights. And basically the effect is always different. It'll do something that makes it so that you can, like, wail on the boss for, like, a minute. So, for example, when you activate it during the guard armor fight... It's just... Ghostbusters Mickey! I know, right? <laughs> He'll, um... It'll just oh, collapse yeah. into, like, a pile of armor so that you can just beat on it for, like, a minute, and then it'll, like, wake back up, basically. Um... <sighs> okay. Okay. Getting okay. Through... I'm getting through the being mad. But yeah, so we beat Guard Armor. Uh, that gives us his enemy card, uh, which slightly will increase the range of our attacks. So, like, you can hit people that are slightly farther away. I don't think I ever used Guard Armor. It looks like a wiffle ball. Meh, a little bit. No, I mean, that does look like a wiffle ball. I want to hit it with a bat. The Keyblade needs to turn into a giant plastic bat. <sighs> well, hold on to that thought. Um, not for this I mean... game. So, but, okay, so we have, we have, like, a wrap-up cutscene with Leon and the gang. Um, they're still not sure what he's talking about, but they trust him. He says he's going to keep looking around the castle to hopefully find uh, the person that he's looking for. They're, like, sure. Um, <laughs> as he leave, or as the others all leave, Aerith sticks around 
to give Sora a very cryptic speech. Uh, Sora butts in once or twice, but it's only ever to say like, huh, or what? So I'm not, I didn't include his parts. I'm just going to give what Aerith says. Ah, she says, your memories created this town, right? If that's true, then this town is just a figment of your mind. And so are we. And then uh, Sora says something like, no, you, no, you're real. She goes, but I'm not really me. I don't remember things that, or I don't remember the things I should. And, uh, and I sense things I shouldn't. Sora, beware your memories. In the journey to come, you'll be faced with more illusions. Sometimes the shadows of your memory will deceive you, try to lead you astray. Sora says, don't say stuff like that, it's depressing. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm just another illusion. The truth is out of my reach. Stay, uh, stay strong, Sora. Don't let, the er, don't let the illusions distract you from what's truly important. And then Sora, like, turns to Dolan and Goofy because they're like, hey, dude, we gotta go. And he's like, yeah, one second. And then when he turns back, Aerith is gone and... Donald and Goofy were like, why were you just standing there? And he's like, I was just talking to Aerith. And they're like, Aerith wasn't here, dude. She left with the others. And he's like, so maybe that's what she meant. <laughs> and like, sure, I guess. <laughs> okay. So that takes care of the first floor, which was Traverse Town. Um, in between God damn, each... all that was just the first floor? Yeah. In between each floor is like a little exit hall for that floor leading to, like, the stairway up to the next floor where there's a little entrance hall. So you'll have, like, a section that's just Castle Oblivion in between each floor. And that's honestly where, like, the bigger stuff is going to happen is in the cutscenes that take place there. For example, um, the stranger shows up again, and he asks Sora if he enjoyed seeing his memories. Or, yeah, seeing his memories. I thought I was wording that wrong. Um... Before Sora can really say anything, a new guy shows up with big red anime hair. His name is Axel, and... Wait, what's his name? Axel, A-X-E-L. Oh, that's Axel. I think I remember him from what Haley and Sam showed me, vaguely. Possibly. Um, I like him. What's, what's, what's beautiful about this dude, he has, he's got a catchphrase, because I guess he knows he's in a video game. Um... His catchphrase is, got it memorized. So, like, whenever he tells you something important, he'll be like, he'll follow it up with, got it memorized. So, like, when they're like, who are you? He's like, I'm Axel. Got it memorized. But, but. All right, Naruto. In, I know, right? In the Game Boy <laughs> version, because this was his first appearance, and I guess maybe they translated it a little bit differently. In the Game Boy version, he instead says, commit it to memory. <laughs> which i mean translation yeah exactly translates exactly the same doesn't have quite the same ring to it and i just think it would be hilarious in an alternate universe where he's saying that instead and it's just so much clunkier every time he says it so yeah um axel basically tells the stranger hey don't hog the hero and so the stranger's like okay maybe you'd rather test him and he tosses in the cutscene, it looks like just one card, but after we win this fight, because, spoiler, we're, we're about to get a boss fight against Axel, we're going to get, like, multiple cards, so, I don't know. I guess they just were holding them together really good. Uh, anyway, we get a boss fight against Axel. Um, he is... We don't... We get fire, our first fire card, at the end of this fight. Um, Axel is immune to fire, and actually, if I remember right, fire spells might heal him. So, something to keep in mind anytime that you fight Axel... Don't use fire against him. If I remember right, I think Blizzard might stun him, or at least just do a little bit of extra damage. Don't hit him with fire. Um, 
But that aside, uh, after the fight, he gives Sora the card that, or the cards, rather, that uh, the stranger passed over to him. So we now have the world cards for Agrabah, Olympus Coliseum, Wonderland, Monstro, and Halloween Town. We gotta go back down that poor whale's throat again. An illusion of it, I guess. <laughs> um, but poor guy. But because what's no kind of cool? He's angry. I know, right? What's kind of cool? Since you can, since you get all of them at once, you can do them in any order. Uh, there's no difficulty difference to which world you pick. It's just what floor you're on that decides the difficulty. So you can technically do all of them in any order. We're just gonna follow the order that the last player does them for obvious reasons. Um, I will say whenever I play, I will immediately do Halloween Town and then Monstro because the enemy card that you get for the Search Ghost, which only shows up in those two uh, worlds from this set, um, basically makes it so that all of your physical attacks will heal you along with doing damage to the bad guys. So I'm like, heck yeah. And Oogie Boogie's enemy card will just straight up heal you like 10 times and Wait, then Oogie Boogie will do what now oh um once you beat Oogie Boogie and I'll mention this again whenever we actually get to him uh once you beat him his like enemy card that you get from him basically just turns on auto heal for like 10 uses so I would immediately I always immediately do Halloween Town so that I can try to get those two cards so that I can avoid dying a little bit better uh, <laughs> but after the cut or after the fight, um, Axel does this whole big dramatic like disappearing act, and then is immediately back again, basically saying, "Hey man, you didn't think after all of that I would just go ahead and die already?" And like, I mean, I guess they could have hoped so. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so he basically he encourages Sora to keep going, and Sora's like, "Well, what are we supposed to do?" He says, "You will need to follow your memories, trust what you remember, and seek what you forget." Then you will find someone very special. And Sora's like, or no, Goofy says, you mean King Mickey and Riku? <laughs> and Axel's like, you will just have to give some more thought as to who it is that's most important to you. Our most precious memories lie so deep within our hearts that they're out of reach. But I'm sure you can find yours, Sora. And Sora says, why me? To which Axel says, you have lost sight of the light within the darkness. And it seems that you have forgotten that you forgot. You may be guessing that memory is going to be a really big theme in this game. I mean, I'm not. I maybe that's just you. Well, I'm okay, not maybe it is sense, just me. But I mean, um, we'll see. All right. Um. So where was I? That's right. Okay. Uh. Axel said, tells Sora, but be forewarned. When your sleeping memories awaken, you may no longer be who you are now. To which Sora's like, "What?" And he's like, "Bye." <laughs> Deuces. Yeah, they go on to the next floor, and Jiminy's worried about what Axel says, because, I mean, fucking, why wouldn't you be? Jeez. And, um, to which Goofy is basically like, well, hey, maybe it's like that guy, or that first guy said, you know, that's just the way things are in Castle Oblava, Oblivi, Oblo. Basically, he forgets that Castle Oblivion is called Castle Oblivion, and you're really, you're not sure if that's, like, the memory trickery or just Goofy being Goofy, because, honestly, it could go either way at this point. So, I don't know. The Goofy's mind is already is already full of holes. Um, I'm going with Goofy's mind is already full of holes. I know, right? But what is a little bit more worrying is that 
they agree, basically, as long as they stick together, they can handle anything. And Goofy says, it's just like that, er, it's just like that other castle with all the weird contraptions. What was it called? Holla, holler, howl, and Dolan, and Dolan and Sora have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, you might remember another castle that had a bunch of contraptions. Possibly. You're breaking up again. Oh, another castle from near the end of the first game that had a, a bunch of contraptions and whatnot? Yes. Hollow Bastion? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, the Donald really creepy looking one. Yeah, Donald and Sora already don't remember Hollow Bastion. And Goofy kind of does. So that's probably not good. Go figure Goofy remembers the messed up shit. I know, right? <laughs> Tell you what's going on in his head. Um... Just but we don't have time to be worried about it. It's on to floor number two, which uh, the Let's Player, Sarah Lou Who, decided would be Wonderland. So let me go ahead and drop the title card for you. Wait, you said Wonderland is the next floor? Yep, Wonderland's oh, the next yep, floor. There it is. <sighs> Do we have to deal with that really creepy yawning doorknob again? Because uh, I... he's creepier in the game than he was in the actual movie. I do. No, the doorknob doesn't show up in Chain of Memories. Like, okay. a lot fewer characters show up in Chain of Memories than even in the first one. Um, on the one hand, I'm glad. On the other hand, it kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Oh, this is where we get uh, the new Heartless called the Creeper Plant. So let me go ahead and pop that in. Oh. <laughs> I do actually he looks, sort of. Oh, he looks like something from. Uh, do you remember? Oh, shit. What was the game? Pikmin from GameCube. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like a like one of the evil Pikmin. That's what he looks like. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I do actually sort of dig the design on this one. Uh, basically I what it will do, because they're plants, they have to stay in one spot because they're literally well, rooted to the but ground. See that's, see, that's the problem, though, because like, the feet remind me of suction cups. So I'm like, I can you imagine looking up and seeing that thing like suction cupping its way over your head on the ceiling? Right? No, no, no. What did it? That's that's. It's not the best representation there, but that's like little patches of dirt that kind of get pushed up as its roots uh, stick well, into the ground. Well, that makes sense. Like little pods. Yeah. But he's so, so what? Cute. It, what it'll do to fight is basically just spit seeds at you, or um, if you're far enough away, it will basically pop its roots up and like jab you with them, which is kind of cool. Um, stop that. You actually, um, Kingdom Hearts 2 will introduce a mechanic called reaction commands where, like, basically if an enemy is doing a certain thing, you can press triangle and, like, it'll give you a little animation countering it. If you do that on these guys, at the moment that they're, like, trying to jab you with their roots, you'll grab the root and just yank so hard that it pulls it under the ground and back out and just kills it. So that's fun. Um... But, so, guess who else is here since it's Alice in Wonderland? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't Treasure Cat. Well, him in a little while, but... Queen, uh, Queen of Hearts? Her in a little bit. Who, who do we always uh, see first? Caterpillar. No. Alice. No. Wait, let me get, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. No. The Doorknob. No. I fucking <laughs> give up. The White Rabbit. Who? The White Rabbit. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fucking neurotic little twitch shit. <laughs> Shut up, Steven. He so yeah, he shows he runs by and says the thing that he always says. Um He's always late. Yeah, and that's exactly what he says here. He says something about like 
I'm late for the or if I'm late for the trial, then it'll be off with my head. And the guys are just like, hey. Uh, so you know, so that starts it off. You follow him to, of course, obviously the trial for Alice. She's on trial again because she always is because it's Wonderland. <laughs> Did that bitch get herself on trial again, or is this like uh, a mirror image of last time? It's, I mean, th- th- a little of both. Like the details are different. She's on trial for a different reason. But, I mean, it's Wonderland, so that's always going to be the story for it, is that Alice is on trial. Um, The reason that she's on trial this time is that the Queen is accusing her of trying to steal her memories. (laughs) So before she stole her heart, now she's stealing her memories. Yes. and um, Can she get a life or what? (laughs) You want to know what her evidence is? It makes sense in context, but I just, I love it. She oh, says, God, what is it? the evidence is, I forgot, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, that is pretty good logic. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I can't remember. Someone must have stolen my memory. It makes sense. It's just a funny thing for her to yell. Like, okay, so technically you're not wrong. <sighs> but, and of course, the verdict is the same thing that it always is, off with her head. Alice, of course, says, no, I definitely didn't do that. Sora is like, okay, we got to do something. So he runs in, and instead of instead of it being like the first game where he's like, we'll figure out what really happened, his ass says, I did it. Does he which, speak up again, or does he let her take the fall? No, 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 he says that he did it. Oh, okay, he pipes up again. Yeah, um, at which point the so queen is like, who the... Who the fuck is this guy? Card soldiers, attack! And you get basically a mini-boss fight against the card soldiers. Um, and, of course, you get an enemy card for them afterward. Uh, one sec. There we go. Uh, basically, whenever if you use this one, it's one that I didn't really use much also. Um, it increases your attack speed. So, like, well, actually, now that I think of it, could be kind of yeah. useful in, in leaving you less of a window to have your cards broken. So, wait, what am I looking at? Sorry, it took a bit for the picture to load, and you cut out. Oh, uh, the enemy card for the card soldiers. Oh, it looks it looks like a bad moon, but honestly, yeah, it doesn't look very good. It really um, does. It doesn't look like much of any. Like it doesn't look like a face. It just looks like a thing. Yeah. So, but after hey. the fight, they run off into the forest. Uh, Alice is like, "Did you really still?" Uh, did you really steal her memory? And Sora's like, what? No, of course I didn't. I only said that. <laughs> and, no, uh, Goofy speaks up and tries to... He tries to say he said that because he wanted to save you. But before Goofy can finish his sentence, Donald interrupts and says that Sora said it to show off. <laughs> so Donald she believes never- him. She believes Donald. She's like, oh, well, whether you meant to or not, you did save my life. So thanks, I guess. And... Guess who shows up and is still an asshole? Uh, god damn it, that motherfucker. Yeah, right? Um, basically, he shows up, he tells them, you know, the queen is gonna keep chasing them. He says, she's a stickler, or the queen is a stickler for justice. She won't forget you till she remembers. She won't stop hounding you till she gets her, till you get her memory back. Did she forget because she remembers? Did she remember that she forgot? Doesn't matter, I suppose. And it's like, why are you here? Uh, so they're basically like, okay, so what do we do? And he's like, you should do something, but you don't have to do anything. 
If you can't remember something, it's like it never happened. Likewise, if something never happened, you can't remember it. Try too hard to remember, and your memory might lie to you. And again, thanks, I guess. Helpful, I guess. Uh, um, so that that's the end of that cutscene. Uh, the next one picks up in the bizarre room where we immediately have a boss fight against the Trickmaster. He looks like this in the Game Boy. And there's his enemy card. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think his arms are. No, his arms look like the oh, what's the thingy from Legend of Zelda? I don't know. You know the little. It looks like a giant centipede with no legs, with little mandibles, like in the GameCube version or the Game Boy versions. I'm a level with you, bro. I never played any uh, of Zelda games. Grimoire? No, shit. I don't know. It looks like a Legend of Zelda villain thingy. I believe you. If that helps, it does. Okay. Um. The, the enemy card for the Trickmaster is actually sort of helpful. Uh, basically, if an enemy breaks one of your cards, it will lower in value. Or the card that broke your card will, like, lower in value. So it'll make it easier for you to then turn around and break their card right back. Which is, which is nice, I guess. Actually, that really makes sense for the Trickmaster to be, that, to be like, that kind of a thing. Um, after the fight, the Queen is like, yo, what the fuck was that? Uh... She still decides they're guilty. She's like, I sentence you to... And then there's, like, a little flash on the screen, and she's like, I... I... I sentence... I sentence you to... And at this point, Alice basically is just like, but your majesty, like, don't you remember? Spit it out. <laughs> she forgets. She doesn't remember what's happening anymore. Alice is like, but your majesty, don't you remember? You told us to fight that Heartless. You didn't trust us at first, and so... In your prudence and your wiseness, wisdom, um, you ordered us to fight the Heartless to prove ourselves. And Sora's like, wait, what? And she's like, dude, just fucking go with it. And the queen, not wanting to admit that any that that's made up and she doesn't remember, just goes, ah, yes, of course. Well done, Alice. Yeah, totally that. <laughs> well done, Alice. You've done exactly what I wanted you to do. Uh, we'll be back at the palace, so bye. <laughs> And hang on one sec. What does? Yeah, there it is. Um, Sora's like, dude, what the hell? And the queen's or Alice says, <laughs> Sora's uh, like with a smile, like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> Alice is like, the queen would never admit she forgot, so instead she remembered something that didn't happen. So basically, she figured out what the fuck the Cheshire Cat was trying to say with all of the, if you try too hard, your memory will lie to you bullshit. So yeah. Um. So that, that takes care of Cas uh, not Casper Webby and Cheese. That takes care of floor number two and Alice in Wonderland. How much time do we have left? Jump back to the timer. We have thirty-three minutes left. Jeez, I might not have taken enough notes. I mean, if we need to wrap it up early, we can. No, I've got enough for one more world. I, we might just have like an extra minute or two by the end of that. Um so we go we we're in Castle Oblivion now. Um goofy uh, says that he definitely didn't imagine that other castle. He can't remember what it was called, but he does remember that's huh. where Sora tur er, turned into a heartless to save Kyrie and everything. And I they're totally all like, didn't imagine that thing that I can't remember anything about. Right? <laughs> but him saying that that's where Sora turned into a heartless, Donald and, Donald and Sora do remember that. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I know what you were talking about. That was at a castle? And he's like, yeah, I could never forget that. And he's and they're and he's like, but this does lead them to basically being like, 
con to conclude that they'll never forget each other and the really important stuff because Sora does say that even when he was losing all of his memories after turning into a heartless, he still remembered who his friends were and he still remembered them and Kairi. So as long as they stick together, everything will probably be fine. Probably. Eh. Um, and then they finally, Donald, I think it is, finally gets the bright idea. Hey, wait a minute. Jiminy, you've been writing everything down, right? What's your journal say about this other castle? And Jiminy was like, yeah, I just finished up the first volume of my notes right before we came here. So he pulls out his, his journal. Everything's going to be fine. This is going to confirm everything. They're going to know what Goofy's talking about. Never mind his journal. It's blank. Of course it is. <laughs> he's, uh, he's so of course it is he's so sad to see this he's like no all of my hard work it's gone it's just gone Aww, I know crickets can't cry but if they could he would be Bitums. yeah um, oh I should have gotten an extra picture of, of it but uh, we do at this point get like a really short scene of a mysterious blonde girl somewhere just drawn on a on an art pad. So like like the one from before basically. Um but yeah, so that that scene ends with we with it being a little bit fun because Sora's like, hey Donald, back when I turned into a heartless, who was it that kept trying to beat me up anyway? And Donald's like, okay, see that's the thing you need to forget. <laughs> <sighs> So, on to Floor 3. This this game does not take any breaks. Uh, floor 3, um, Sarah Lou Who decided would be Agrabah. Waiting for it to load. Waiting for tonight. Oh. But you would be here in my <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright, so I'm just sitting here staring at the little Discord logo, so let's just keep going and I'll see it in a minute. Okay. It's it was just not the title part anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh, um, wait. Oh, ah, hang on. Of course. Nope. Okay, so if I click on it, it works. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay, sure. <laughs> Agrabah, the look. Mm, that logo looks way too cheerful. I know, right? Um, they show up. They're immediately in a fight, just like before. Uh, they fight some of heartless. Course. Aladdin is like surrounded by more heartless. He just like before uses up his first wish to make Genie get rid of the heartless, which. I mean, again, we're right here. We could have just fought them. Whatever. This will always bother me. <laughs> Basically, they're like, yo, dude, what's going on? Aladdin says that Jafar tricked him into going to the Cave of Wonders, so, and he had been hoping that he'd find something there that he could use to impress Jasmine, uh, but he almost died and like barely even made it out in the first place. Uh, Genie introduces himself and gives them the whole rundown on the Three Wishes thing. Um, they do point out, oh, well, crap, you, you already wasted your first wish. What are you going to do about your second one? And he's like, you know, I'm not really sure. There's this girl that I really like, and gee, I wish I could get her to notice me. But she's a princess, and I'm just a street rat. So uh, Jeannie basically says, oh, don't worry, I've got just the, thi just the ticket. And basically says, we're going to make you a prince. Everything's going to be cool. Uh, for some reason, he doesn't do it immediately. They walk off to end the cutscene. <laughs> we, um, we come to an area where fucking Jasmine is, like, passed out and being, sur and, like, surrounded by Heartless. Damn it, At Jasmine. Which 
Yeah, like, she she didn't have much to do in the first game. She has nothing to do in this game. This is all we see of her. It's right here where she's passed out. Um, Aladdin tells Genie, you know, second wish, get rid of the Heartless. Um, he does, wasting wish number two, because again, we're right here. We could have just fought him. But, fucking whatever. Um, Jafar, of course, steals the lamp. This time they are sticking more closely to the movie plot line since, like, the whole big thing with Maleficent isn't happening this time around. Um, so does Maleficent not show up in this one at all? Uh, not until, like, the Hall of... Not until Hall of Bastion. There's a different thing going on involving okay. her. But, like, so because of the way stuff is set up, you know, it's not, like, the big coalition of evil getting together, so everyone just kind of just doing their own things. Uh, so he steals the lamp so that he can try to use it to... Uh, force Jasmine to marry him so that he can become the Sultan, blah, blah, blah. You've seen the movie. Um, hold on a sec. Did we lose our spot? I did for a second. Okay, I'm good. Um, so yeah, so... Ja- I mean, Jafar I'm not going to judge, so... Jafar just, like, walks the fuck off with Genie and Jasmine. He uses his first wish to make Genie grab Jasmine, of course. Um, Sora basically tells him, you know, they they can't give up. Losing someone you care about is bad, but not as bad as never getting them back. So Aladdin's like, okay, cool. I've got a plan. And that's where the cutscene ends, so he doesn't actually explain it. The next cutscene is just them doing the plan. The plan (laughs) is they follow Jafar, and Aladdin, it's... He presents no fucking threat here. He jumps out and, like, lands in front of Jafar. So Jafar uses his second wish to make Genie get rid of Aladdin, which is just Genie punching Aladdin really hard so that he falls over. And at that point, they're like, Ha-ha! We got you, bitch! You can go ahead. Use your third wish to make a lot to make Jasmine fall in love with you. We're still gonna beat the shit out of you. And this is where he goes, Oh, ha 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 ha, but I have a different plan, and turn has Genie turn him into a genie so that he'll be powerful enough to win Jasmine and beat them. Um, the boss fight is basically the same as before. On the Game Boy version, it was only three platforms that you had to navigate because the battle area is so much narrower. In the PlayStation version, it's exactly the same. Uh, so just like before, you gotta attack Iago. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, the sprites are silly. Genie Jafar looks so horrible. I know. He looks like, okay, so you know how, like, some of the, like, parks that you go to, you get the things where they're, like, not quite balloons, but they're, like, the inflatable foil balloons on the end of little sticks that you walk around with? Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking That's about. That's what yeah. he looks oh, like. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Oh, my God, you're not wrong is the thing. Oh, jeez. Um, I get to see somebody walking around just waggling a little genie Jafar at the end of his stick. Oh, oh goodness. Okay. It made me have nostalgia. Oh, okay, okay. So we beat him, of course. We get his... Uh, oh, hey, look, it? he's making the DreamWorks face. <laughs> oh, my God, he is. You're right. He's making the Frozen and DreamWorks face. He is. <laughs> <laughs> one sec. What did that one do? Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, using the Genie Jafar, um, card, uh, it's called Attack Bracer. Basically, enemies can't break your attack cards for, what is it, 30 attacks, I think? 
real quick, I'm still going to be here. I'm still listening. I just got to mute my mic real quick. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. I can still hear you, so keep talking. Okay. Where was I? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, I mean, it's just like before they beat Jafar, beat get his card this time. Um, Aladdin still uses his third wish to, to free Genie, basically saying, if I used your magic to, to win Jasmine, then I'd be no better than Jafar, which I mean, fair. You'd be doing it nicer, I guess, but fair. Um, so, and again, just like before, Genie, uh, gives us his card, um, which works a lot like Donald, except that he has a different uh, set of spells that he'll randomly choose from. But otherwise, it's basically he'll show up and use a couple of spells at random. Uh, is that... Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Aladdin basically just wishes Sora good luck. Basically says that he's not quite sure, but he can tell Sora's looking for someone important too. To which Sora's like, yeah, hopefully I'll find him. But you never know. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Wait, what? I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> I don't know. You just made me start humming the Hanson song. You never know in my head, so. Ah! Okay. Um, so, heading back out into Castle Oblivion, um, as they're walking along, Donald, kind of out of the blue, just says he hopes that King Mickey's okay. And they're like, or Donald and Sora, fuck, Sora and Goofy are like, I mean, yeah, we hope so too, but what made you say that? <laughs> It's so sad. He said it out loud just to make sure that he still remembers. And like, so they all basically, they compare notes like, yeah, we're looking for freaking Mickey. He got trapped on the other side of the door to darkness with Riku. Hopefully we'll find them here, but we're not really sure. Uh, that part doesn't matter. We skip over to this one. <laughs> this one I had to take, a, I couldn't find a good picture of in Google. So I had to take a screenshot from, uh, plot... Well, I took a screenshot from Plotboss's, uh, Let's Play, since he's doing the Game Boy version, and I wanted to do the Game Boy version of this scene. Um, we switch over to where Axel is talking to a friend of his that's blonde and a girl, and she's got two... He has the antenna growing out of his head. It's a girl, so she does, but she otherwise... She has yes. the antenna growing out of her head. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's her hair, but yeah, it's, she's got, like, those two, the rest of her hair is slinked back, and she's got those two weird no, I know, little hair like, antennas. Like, with anime hair, it's, like, it's either all slicked back or it's all spiky, and it's like, no, girl, you cannot have the best of both worlds. It was the best of both worlds. No, anyway. she is not Hillary Duff, she cannot pull it off. That's actually all I remember of that song, anyway. Uh, her name is Larkseed. Mix it all together and you know you get the best of both worlds. No. <laughs> I went ahead and put her name in uh, the answer report channel so that you can see how it's spelled. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of medicine. Yeah, you know, it kind of does. Take Larxine if you're having trouble sleeping. Yeah. Hey, what are you taking for your sinus congestion? Oh, I'm taking Larxine. Yeah, my doctor gave me some Larxine and I'm feeling a lot better. I'm <laughs> expelling a lot of mucus. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, but so basically we have a whole conversation uh, between her and Axel. Um, basically she says, you know, like, hey, so what's the deal with Sora? And Axel's like, oh, you suddenly care. And she's like, I think what intrigues me more is what you see in him. And Axel's like, there was a time that he became a heartless. And if one becomes a heartless, Larkseen breaks in and says, they lose their minds and their feelings. They're consumed by darkness. To which Axel says, but not Sora. 
he held on to his feelings, even as a heartless. And there's only one other person who's been able to do just that. And Larkin goes, it's the strength of his heart. That's what interests you. Right. Why the Keyblade chose Sora's heart. No HP upgrades. Mysterious man is Luxord. Jiminy is not oh. a friend. What the fuck is up with that cricket? Oh, no, no, no. That's Flockwest is just... He, um, his, his Let's Play, he's doing um, a challenge to oh, not okay. upgrade it. Whenever you, oh, I meant to mention this before. Whenever you level up, uh, you can either increase your health, increase your card points, which is like what cards, when you're putting them into your deck, will all cost a certain number of points based on their number value and so on and so forth. So this just lets you be able to put more cards in your deck. Or uh, you can get slights, which I should have mentioned before, are basically like combos or like special techniques or whatever. So if you stack like three cards, depending on their value, it'll make you do certain things. I never really bothered with them. I never really did much with slights because whenever you whenever you use a slight, um, the first card of that will go away for the rest of the fight. You won't be able to... It won't come back even when you reload. So I just never really did much with them. Because I was always worried that I'd run out, basically. Um, so, but I just aside got from very that, confused by that sidebar for a minute. <laughs> you're, it, it's fine. Um, but so because of that, like, um, Plakwas's main role in his playthrough is that he's not increasing his health. He's leaving it at the base 80 for as long as he can. Uh, and then he just came up with a few other silly roles. The, the Jiminy is not a friend one is because at the beginning when the uh, stranger was saying that, like, you know, your friends have to be turned into cards. Jiminy never yeah. gets turned into a card. So he was like, oh, crap. Does that mean Jiminy's not our friend? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, goodness. But anyway, getting back to the conversation, uh, Axel responds to Larxene basically just saying, to unlock the mysteries of the heart, isn't that the organization's mission? And Larxene just giggles, and the scene ends. So, like, thanks. That was helpful, I guess. Um, before before the end of this cutscene, and the last thing that I took notes on, um, the gang, or we switch back over to Sora, Donald, and Goofy, they're basically like, okay, we're three floors in, there's probably some stuff that we've forgotten, but they can't, in a true Harry Potter moment, the trouble is that they can't remember what they've forgotten. <laughs> to which Goofy decides, well, it must not have been that important thing. And... Sora's like, yeah, and then he pulls out Kyrie's good luck charm, and he's like, see this? It's Kyrie's good luck charm. She gave it to me, and I promised I would bring it back to her. And I can still remember that promise, and that's how I know that it's important. And then, actually, hang on one sec. I am gonna see if I can find a picture of her, because we see the blonde girl for a second. Sorry, I cut out again. What was that? No, you're fine, you're fine. Um, Sora was talking about he still remembers his promise to Kyrie. So yeah. that means that that must have been, right, that that's an important memory and that he won't forget. And, like, he kind of closes his eyes and, like, imagines her there in the darkness, basically just it representing him thinking of her. And for, like, one brief moment before that cutscene ends, Kyrie in his mind's eye, is replaced by this mysterious blonde girl that I'm trying to send you a picture of right now. I'll send it in Facebook as well, just... There we go. I sent it to you on Facebook because I'm not... Yep, it's it not... just being. Yep, it just being. I'm just waiting for it to load. Okay. I'm going to try and send it to Discord again just in case, but at least now you've got it. Flip over. Come on, Mr. Okay. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we see her for like two seconds and then the cutscene ends. And that's the last of my notes. <laughs> so, I get how much time did we have left? Okay, now it we have about. We have 13 minutes. <laughs> Organization 13 minutes. Awesome. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I guess I could have gone a little bit further, but like I said, that's the end of the notes that I took for today. Uh, so we'll go ahead and stop there and go into questions. We had one on Twitter, so let me pull that one up first. Okay, there we go. Okay, so um, actually before I get to the question, um, one of the rune types that you can make is called a Calm Bounty. Uh, there aren't any Heartless there, and instead you'll have a little treasure chest that will normally give you like a card. A lot of the time, <clears throat> this is a good way to start getting new cards because like, for example... You won't, whenever you hit stuff out in the field, it will either give you health, uh, moogle points, which we can get into later. Basically, you can make moogle rooms where you can trade moogle points for packs of cards. Um, or sometimes it will just spit, or an object in the field will just spit out a card whenever you hit it. And so you won't start getting, uh, the, there are a lot of cards that you won't start getting from the moogle packs or from hitting stuff until you've used a Calm Bounty and gotten it. So, like, for example, you'll never find Gravity in one of the Magic card packs until you've gotten it out of a Calm Bounty. Then you'll start getting it in your regular rotation, stuff like that. Anyway, I say all that to say um, our first question over on Twitter, um, at Disney Minus Pod, is from Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon, who is in our Discord as uh, Sidemon. Um, she asks, what would be in each of your treasure rooms? So, uh, I've explained I've explained what the Calm Bounty room is. You know, it's just a treasure chest with, like, something in it. So, Cat, what would be in yours? So, what would be in my treasure room? Yes, if there was a cat room. Mm, cat Cafe. I know, I've got to think about that. <laughs> I think my treasure room would have a cast iron skillet. Because, <laughs> well, no, because seriously, because I, I could it. use it. Well, because I could use it practically. For traveling and cooking, and I could also use it as a very effective offensive and defensive weapon because it would be a big ass skillet. Mine would be snacks. So I mean, like probably healing or to use as like a healing item, like an RPG or something. But snacks. <laughs> I mean, there you go. See, you can, you we can use my skillet to cook your snacks. There we go. Hell yeah. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. Makes the dream work space. Teamwork Got makes it. the tasty dream work. <laughs> hmm. Okay, uh, Nikki's Mailbag channel over on Discord, Flutterdark. <laughs> she called you, they called you much more. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, uh, no, he was trying to say how much. No, I know, but, but I think okay. just did a typo. Much more. Stop that. Anyway, um, Kat, <laughs> this one was a question for you. Do you think you can break this game, or can you think of any ways to break this game and make it easy? Feel free to continue thinking about this later on if you want. I mean, though, like, when they say breaking the game, do they mean, like, like the speed runs, like, technically breaking it? Or, like, what are they... That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because I saw this question earlier, and I was trying to figure out what it means. Well, like, okay, um, one good example that I actually got from Plotboss, because this is something he apparently loves to do on all of his playthroughs, and so he's doing it on his Let's Play. Uh, since um, the large body, if whenever you beat... You know, whenever you get the enemy card from them... 
it will make it so that you cannot take damage for um, any physical blow that comes from the front. And so because of how small the battle area is on the Game Boy, that basically means you can back up to a wall, turn and face the bad guy or your whoever your enemy is, and if they're a physical attacker, they can't hurt you. <laughs> you can't hurt I mean, them because um, it will wear off within, I think, two reloads or three. I forget which. Like, but It's been a you, long time since i played these kind of games, but just going off of what I remember from playing like Legend of Zelda on the Game Boy is basically I... I don't know if you've seen the Tumblr post about Pokemon where it's like, this is not a defensive household. This is offensive. The only defense we, or the only like stat reduction we care about is reducing the opponent's stat to zero. <laughs> um, but basically that's what I would do. Like I would basically get myself into a point, uh, like a point of defense and just spam the, the opponent with attack beams until I killed it. So that'd probably be what I could do. I would just like try to like power up myself with as many offensive stuff as I could. I don't know how well go. that would actually work, but <laughs> There you go. Well, okay. Um, uh, for example, on the cards, you know how I said like a high value, higher value card always breaks a lower value. So like, enemy played a three. If you play a four, it'll break their card, and you can attack instead. Um, a zero will break anything, but can also be broken by anything. So if you play a zero and they turn around, even with a one, it'll break your zero. But at the same time, if they just played a nine and you follow it up with a zero, it'll break theirs. So, like, one interesting way to cheese uh, stuff would be a deck full of zeros that's just constantly breaking everything that they do. Like, nope, nope, nope. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Like I said, my, mine would be, like, purely whatever I did, because I don't, I don't break games. I just try to get through and play them, but... Because I like yeah. the story, but, like, my... Usually, if I ever try to spam a game, it's, like, purely offensive. Yeah. Okay, um, his second question, basically um, getting to what was going on with the uh, with uh, Goofy forgetting about, um, well, and the others forgetting about Hollow Bastion, uh, what would be the first memory that you would lose? See, I forget a lot of stuff regularly. I know, right? I already forget stuff, but the Castle Oblivion seems to be starting with, like, your recent memories, which means that, like, I've been playing Pokemon Moon and Pokemon Sword, which means I'd forget what I've been doing on those so far. Right. I would say if I, but like if I had to pick a specific memory, I would say it would probably be like people I've talked to. Yeah. Like trying to remember like, you know, did I talk to this person? Or if I remember what I talked about, it's who did I talk to about it? God, I already have that. Like I'll have yeah, people exactly. like at a certain point or with stuff be like, hey, why didn't you tell me about X? And I'm like, I swear I thought I did. I mean, there's been some stuff where I'm, where I'm like about to tell you something, and I'm like, wait, did I already tell him that, or did I tell Echo that, or who did I? T <laughs> I know it's bullshit. Uh, Casey's question. This one's a little more fun. What party game would you like to see the next Kingdom Hearts have as its combat system? Well, apparently the consensus the consensus in the channel is Mario Party. <laughs> I know, I saw that. It's very good. I would like to narrow it down though, and be specifically the Mario Party game where you basically run around trying to knock everybody else off a platform. Because I would totally bludgeon some heartless. Ooh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. That'd be fun. Um, I I immediately but you gotta have squeaky mallets. I immediately had this idea of we'll get into this a little bit more later on. Um, Birth by Sleep and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D both use something called a command deck. So, like, instead of you just having all of your spells all the time or whatever, 
Um, you can have like six that you'll sh- or that you can rotate through, and like whatever you make for those six. So like, slot one is cure, slot two is blizzard, slot three is sliding dash, so on and so forth. So I okay. had an idea, yeah, which actually I really like, especially the birth by sleep version. That one might be my favorite combat system. There, the way it does its combat deck or its command deck, we'll get there in more detail when it actually comes up, obviously. So I had this idea of you pick six things. And instead of it being whatever you want, you roll a die, and that's your attack. If you roll a six, whatever you have in slot six is what activates. That could be fun. (laughs) Believe me, Casey, we've been telling Craig that all night. Oh, God, did she comment? Casey just responded in general, Craig, do your damn job. For real! Trust me, we've been telling him that all freaking night. For Real. I am going to have. I'm on a. I my audio is recorded in Audacity. It's one one continuous thing, but Cat is just on the Craig audio. So I'm gonna have. I'm like reaching three, off at you. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna have three sec separate segments of Cat audio that I'm gonna have to splice together when I'm editing. Can I can send you those like links that Craig sent me from earlier. No, because it immediately left, so all the ones that actually ended up recording anything I already have. So. Oh, Lord. That takes care of that. Uh, This was a fairly good pace, so we will probably do floors four, five, six, and maybe seven next time, just depending on how stuff ends up pacing out. We'll see. (sighs) But. Well, and also depending on if Craig decides to get his shit together. Yeah, oh my God, for real, though. Um. So in the meantime, we can go ahead and go over the plugs. Uh, let me bring up Nero's Twitter since they're not on this, and I'd like to start with them. Uh, you can find Nero on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher, and you can find the Twitter for their She-Ra podcast, um, She-Ra, the, pod, uh, the podcast of power, at Podcast of Power. It's very good. I've been re-watching She-Ra and listening, to, listening along to the podcast. They have good opinions about things, and it's a good show. So it's like, you win twice. I think there's a word for that. I'm going to be trying to watch more of that tomorrow, I think. There you go. Um, oh, yeah, are you still on, I guess, episode like four or five? Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to watch any of it today, so I'm going to be re-watching episode four. Okay. And then I- going on to, like, after that. Because it's... Okay. I started watching episode four. I don't remember if I finished it, but at this point, it's been a while, so I'm just gonna go ahead and rewatch the whole episode, and then I can go on. Okay. If I have my order right, I think episode four is where they introduce Perfuma, who's very good. But then Ooh. episode five... Intru- yeah, she's the plant princess. Um, episode five introduces Seahawk, who's a very good boy. We love him so much. He likes to set things on fire and sing about it. He's so good. Like him already. He's so good. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you can find me though on Twitter at marshmallow. It's spelled like marshmallow, but with my name in it. And uh, you can find my dad joke Twitter at dad underscore tastic, where I do the thing that it is. I make a dad joke. I make other dad jokes. I don't know. Anyway, cat, your turn. And when I am not doing the Kingdom Hearts podcast, you can find me, of course, every other Sunday with Steven and Nero doing Disney Minus. Um, yes. Our next upcoming episode is going to be Disney's Tarzan. So, yeah. yay! Recording that the day that this goes up. So, yeah. 
hopefully so we had fun. Next Sunday we'll be doing that. Yeah, hopefully we had fun and Craig cooperated. Jeez. God, hopefully Craig isn't a little bitch. I'm <sighs> sorry, did I say that out loud? You did, but we agreed. <laughs> I regret nothing. There you go. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, and I don't just and I'm not just saying that because it's and I'm not just saying that because this game is dealing with memories. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I think you're right. I think that is everything. Uh, next time, if I if I remember the game right, I'm pretty sure we'll find we'll actually find out the name of our mysterious stranger dude because I'm pretty sure we find him out. No, we find out his name within the first half of the game, if I remember right. Oh, and don't forget to link me to the Let's Play and let me know yes. how far up I can go. Uh, this will be the first three episodes. So, the there you go. Three? Yep, Sweet. so I'll send you that here in just a minute. Otherwise, well, aside yeah. from that, uh, you guys have fun. Uh, if you come across any mysterious castles, especially if everything has to turn into a card because of said castle, do not go in. It's probably not worth it. And please don't pick the cards up. Also that. Bye. Bye.